Hey, what's up, you nerds? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. This week, we're talking about this week. We're talking about uh, Tank Girl, but real quick, we want to talk about this AMC thing because it's uh, worth the conversation. Yes. What's up, boys? So I guess Universal. Uh, they, I guess so. We don't know the exact number for Trolls uh, World Tour. I think whatever the second Trolls movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But apparently, it did so well that Universal is just like convinced that they should just keep doing it. Um, okay. Like it. Like cause the reason we don't have the numbers because I guess digital sales aren't reported like officially or don't have to be reported right, uh-huh. officially right, right. or something Weird. like that. So like uh, that's the same thing with like onward. Like nobody actually knew the numbers for it, but they speculated because of like where it placed on the charts, which was number one on every platform. Mm. And and then uh, it was enough that Disney started considering like releasing other things on digital as well. You know. So all these companies like are digital or releasing for themselves. Yeah. So right? Universal um, did Trolls. Apparently, it did insanely well. Anybody with kids that almost anybody with like small kids that I know like got it. You know to rent and to watch for twenty bucks sure, or whatever. Mm. And so I, I guess it did well enough. So Universal said that they're going to try to start doing that. I don't know if it's with every film, but they said at least like it, it would be considered to uh, it, it would be within consideration to release the film. Uh, at the same time in theaters as at home mm-hmm. in the future, especially with the way where we don't really know what's going on with the public and movie theaters and all that stuff, you know, non-essential businesses. Mm. So in response, AMC, I think he wrote like an open letter or something, like one of the CEOs or something, to Universal saying they're basically just not going to screen Universal films if that deal goes through or if they do Woo! that. Which is extra Shots interesting. Because, <laughs> extra interesting because in L.A., there's a gigantic AMC theater in the middle of Universal Studios. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that. Like when they said that initially, I thought it was just that. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is just, they said all of their chains. That's so Dang. funny. If they had no, if like next summer, there's no Universal movies in the AMC Universal City, City Walk Theater. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Be it's so it's weird. wild. But I mean, I guess the thing is, we'll see. This is pretty new. So like, it, uh, I think, I think I just saw it either this morning or last night. I have no sense of time. It was either last night or this morning, mm-hmm. sometime recently. Oh yeah, and, it was uh, like three hours or five hours ago or something that some of these people are reporting on it. There so. you go, mm. five hours ago. So like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know because I, I, what I'm interested in seeing is if Universal comes back and they're like, we don't really need you to screen them. It does really good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wonder, like. They're they're all changing their strategy, so I imagine that this is just one of those things where they're changing it changing it up because God knows if they'll even have any type normal normalcy in the future. Mm-hmm. It all kind of well, comes down to like how much like specifically Americans are like kind of willing to um, like work together, kind of like on all yeah, this, you know. Yeah. Like I know there's like a lot of talk about like what's within rights of screening and all that stuff. Um, I was talking to my relatives in Korea more about like what they're doing now and stuff, and it seems fair. But I was like, "There's no way Americans would go for that about being mm-hmm. like checked or tested before going to a mall and stuff like that." You know? Yeah, I mean, dude, have you seen on some of the stuff from China where like we don't have that the is, patience? That is some scary 1984 crap. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah I, I have well, a feeling that we wouldn't really go for a lot of that. Well, and not China, Korea. So like, Korea's thing is like way more like transparent. China's kind of hazy because everything's been hazy since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But with my what my cousin, my aunt said is like, so 
at, at least to their knowledge, it's not like a GPS tracking or anything like that. Not like they're proposing with like Apple and Google and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what they're, so what they're having to do right now is like there's these QR codes. And then when you like say you want to go into a mall or something, they'll like they take that temperature thing. They scan you in it like lets it lets you into the thing as long as your record doesn't show that you've like, you know, been sick or something with it. Like, I guess it's just kind of keep like if you've been if you were just in the hospital, you know, three days ago with it to keep you out or whatever. And then also it's a way I think the Germans at some point did something similar to this. Like if somebody does get diagnosed, then they can track back to where they were like with like bodies of people. That's you know? crazy. So now this group of people can get tested or something, you know, so we can start like so the rest of the world can keep moving. Hmm. But then these like smaller groups can kind of get like pulled to the side and tested and stuff, you know. And they said that it's really not that big, big of a deal. Like they have, they're not aware of any like any like follow up on that. Like where they need to like catch up with somebody. It's just there, so everybody kind of has peace of mind while they're out, you know. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to like you know Josh said last week, just like rigorous testing, just so like yeah. everybody. It, it, it kind of signals to me. I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but to me, it kind of signals like. As long as you know it's out there, you feel a little bit better about being out there, but at the same time, you're aware of things going on, so it's not like you're like licking windows and stuff, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? The crazy people yeah. licking doorknobs. Well, well, even just like, I, I just, you know, like, there's the whole um, argument right now in the States of like, do face masks do anything? And I, I watched several videos with doctors about it, and they're like, listen, the absolute worst thing it's doing is reminding people not to touch their face and signaling to other people that something's going on. So yeah. if that's what it takes, you know, it's like a little post-it note on your computer, like, don't forget to send that email or something, you know? Mm. It's like a cone sure. around a dog's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But as for universal stuff, like, I mean, it, they're totally, I hate, like, the, any kind of laws that would say they, would, they wouldn't be allowed to do any of it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. They should be able to do whatever they want. But I feel like theater still isn't, like, something that's dead. And I don't mm-hmm. think it'll ever all the way go away. But I do see them kind of moving to more like home releases. And I don't, I don't know. I, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started about it. And it would make sense to me to be like, say a movie comes out like January 1st. They only got like two or three weeks, maybe uh, four weeks if it's a giant blockbuster movie before mm, right. they start losing ticket sales, like bad enough to where they're not going to be in the theaters for very much longer. I mean, yeah, Endgame and other things were the only things that kind of stayed there for a significant time. Um, while, as, as say, Trolls <laughs> would not be there for very so, long. So, yeah. at the end of the month, you know, then you could, you know, release it on digital. And then I know the month following after that, they usually release it on like a Blu-ray or whatever else. So, I mean, to me, mm-hmm. that, that kind of tiered setup would make a lot more sense than like, you know, just hey, we're going to release them at the same time as theaters. I just think that they're going to undercut themselves as well as undercut theaters. It's a little bit like the comic book industry right now. Mm-hmm. They you know, want to, Marvel and DC comics, the big comics, want to kind of start pushing out digital releases before their physical counterparts. Now mm-hmm. that's kind of screwing over like the entire industry that they've had for how many years now? I mean, mm-hmm. at least a good 30, almost 40 years of like, actual comic book stores Mm. so screwing over like those kind of people screwing over like you know universal screwing over the theaters that's not cool and i just i don't understand why they would want to push for that completely you know yeah i'm not sure i i also 
I haven't seen anything directly to see how aggressive it is on Universal's point, you know? Mm-hmm. So the way the articles I read made it seem like they were in this fight or something. But all I've only ever seen the response from AMC. So for all I know, Universal just said, like, hey, this worked out great. We might think about it in the future. So they might not yeah. even, like, be doing it. They're just saying, like, hey, now that's in our, you know, back pocket. Gotcha. Because I know they said that one of the reasons that Trolls was, like, kind of the perfect fit to try that with is they said the first movie didn't make a box office, but made like a crazy amount in home release. Yeah, it, was, so it went were, to Netflix, not unlike, uh, say, Angry Birds. And mm-hmm. uh, they also had TV shows behind both of them on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, kind of pushing, you know, the stories behind those characters, too. So, you know, kids love, you know, franchises. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it would have been good for them just to release the second movie because of how well it did on Netflix and whatnot. I don't. So I'm. I'm not an expert in like the film industry. I know there's other things. I try. I've been watching Beyond the Trailer a lot more the last few weeks because she seems to have a lot more understanding of like politics and money and stuff mm-hmm. about like why. Because something that would make sense to me, it's like, well, they wouldn't want to do this because of how the system works or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, she. You can go watch her videos. She basically just says like she thinks things will be really wonky for like two years. But then it's just going to go back to the way it was, regardless of how well things worked. Because like every time the film industry's like made a major change, it's always snapped back to pretty much the normal thing. Mm-hmm. And she cited like the Great Depression. You know, she was like a lot more people went to movies then than ever, but um, they were taking canned food as payment. She's like, obviously we don't do that anymore, but mm-hmm. it adapted for the time. And then as soon as it could, it just snapped back to pay more than you know, like pay a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go back. I to mean, it. I don't like I said, I don't see especially since we've been cooped up for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the country, you know, whether it be by the end of the year or next year, whenever we fully kind of get back to some kind of sense of normal, uh, mm-hmm. I don't see going out to the theaters going out to I know a lot of places are doing virtual concerts and all these other things I see that kind of being like hey let's go do that we didn't do that for like half a year or a year last year let's go do this you know so I almost see there's gonna be like an uptick in going out and getting out once everything kind of seems to be passed I wish I had the money right now to open a drive-through theater because I would totally <laughs> just open swing up by, like, a see, drive-through see like the 10 seconds of it and then come back you drive, well, there was dri- one down, like, not it's a like drive a through, meet. a drive in. I like the idea yeah. of a drive through theater, though. Yeah, you only so watch like ten <laughs> seconds, <laughs> but you still pay anyway. Well, so what you're saying about when people are going back to theaters, theaters specifically, I think is just going to be this weird little tango between the public movie studios and the theaters, you know? Mm-hmm. Because like it's not like I mean, obviously the country's not united on this, the thought of it anyway, but like especially when things are like okay well now because i don't think it's just going to be like all right everybody's loose to the races again it'll probably be something like every other seat has to be empty like it was right before you know it closed down and stuff um but also like the theaters could be open but if the studios aren't putting out like a billion dollar movie to you know what i mean like it it all depends and then like so it's the public's it have to be like the public's completely like you know on board to go out but also there's mm-hmm. a movie that they want to see and also the theater is open and if any one of those things are out it's just and it probably is going to be it's just going to be like a period of time i don't know how long of just like syncing up that dance you know yeah of like like having the right i heard a rumor that marvel was thinking about like the first open weekend of theaters being open doing like an infinity war endgame marathon yeah mm-hmm. i heard that too i heard the russos are pushing for that and i know like uh, Scott Nice Wonder was like, yeah, because the first thing I want to do after being cooped up for two months is go into a dark room again for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's just the two movies. Wow, but still six hours. That is a lot of time. And yeah, 
I mean, I, I get I, I get the joke. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be inside either. But also, why don't we just I start could, now? I could, see, I could see both those movies it, back to back on the big screen again. That's awesome. Like that, I, I might actually be down for that. You know, it yeah, I, be I feel like, like the days before the quarantine ends, instead of like when it opens. I don't know why that makes any more sense. <laughs> well, so I think it'll be an event like that. Like if they do those, you know, like especially if the theaters aren't going to have like the big movies out, you know, like say if Mulan's probably not going to open the first weekend that they're open because they're just like, we've already screwed this enough, right? Right. We, we want to make sure there's going to be an audience there, you know, so they'll probably throw another like Trolls type movie out, you know, like yeah. oh, it doesn't matter if this loses a little bit of money. But, That's true. But if they open, like if they're like, okay, so AMC is going to be open for the first time uh you know let's just say i'm not i don't even know but july whatever you know for that one week fourth july weekend let's be hopeful i'll manifest it now or something fourth july yeah. weekends our first weekend open theaters are back open or whatever uh and so now we have the end game infinity war marathon it take an event like that to kind of like get a mass out you know because otherwise it'll just be like uh did you want to see bloodshot the hunt <laughs> You know, like, or, you know, what I mean, like <laughs> something disappointing. So I, th- I think, you know, because if they don't have those, it'll have to be something like that. And, you know, in all the other like genres, too, like let's do a Nora Ephron, like, you know, film festival or something. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, that probably that would make a lot of sense new. to like bring out a lot of older movies to make up the time. I'm sure yeah. that, you know, all the stuff's been shut down for so, you know, for so long. Like, I'm sure that we're everything's behind schedule. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I see it kind of coming back quickly because I don't I don't know. Personally, I'm a little bit more hopeful than than most because you, we see a lot of this this antibody testing and whatnot showing that people are there's a lot more people that already got it and there's a lot of people asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. There was a whole there's like an entire prison that has it, and 95 mm-hmm. percent of the people were asymptomatic. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like people that yeah. are actually healthy and young seem to not even like be very you know touched by this at all. It's really just people that are older that have or people that have problems that seem to be touched by it. So I don't know. I'm kind of hopeful that, you know, this will this too will pass and uh, we yeah. can get back to normal in the, well, in the somewhat future. It's definitely yeah. going to pass. I mean, I honestly, I think it might be because I think we're at least me and Vince, I think we're crossing like the 50 day threshold of yeah. being home. And I've I'm so I'm way past now, like maybe at least a week past, like even caring about any of the like is it real or not or what the best treatment is and stuff just like it now like i'm just kind of considering like well when when are people gonna feel and when are business gonna feel you know like that dance yeah. i was talking about not just with theaters just like when is when is glendale galleria gonna feel comfortable about opening up and then when are all their retailers gonna feel comfortable and then when are the people gonna feel comfortable you know and yeah, how well i think it's more the people up? because the retailers are like yeah let's get people back <laughs> you know <laughs> So yeah. it's probably going to be people like, mm, I don't know if I want to come back to that job in the middle of the mall with millions of people there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. it'd be so stupid if they're like, I don't want to go in there because they don't have the six foot apart circles. Yeah, but I if mean, we get all this antibody testing and it's like showing like, New York had 25% antibody testing, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So, which is probably why they got hit so hard. So if like we, if we get more of this testing going, I think we can kind of at the end, so, oh, I got antibodies, so I'm pretty good to go. So that's kind of like what's happening in Korea, to my understanding, from the people I know yeah. over there. But again, that level of, I think the, the number was like at least 40% of the population would have to participate. And it's like, there's no way you're going to get 40% of America to do all. You can't even get 40% to like, vote. Like they'll, like, they'll cite that they shouldn't I'm have to playing. take the test to prove something or you know, whatever <laughs> right. and things. But like, 
I think they'd be okay with taking a test, but they're definitely going to be, if you try to force vaccinate them, I think they'd definitely throw a fit. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I I just got done talking to somebody the other day about how the the white tag on the yolk of an egg is like a government tracking thing for the coronavirus. And they weren't being sarcastic. (laughs) They were like believing this. So I'm like, I don't know what to believe anymore. So like I said, that's why I I think like a week ago, I just kind of like, whatever, that's happening. I'm ordering groceries. (laughs) But but now as far as like when movies, because I I said to Vince the other day, it's like, I really miss going to the movies. So yeah. like I I do miss it, but I don't know when the grand public because it's not just going to be us deciding to go to a movie. It's going to be like us deciding to go, like and I like I said before, uh, like one of the theaters being open and then the theater putting out a movie that we want to like go pay twenty five dollars to see. You know, mm-hmm. I, I miss Marvel movies. I'm finally mm-hmm. like it's been a long enough to where now I miss them again. Yeah, dude, where the heck I want Black Widow, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I if if I'm going to go to a movie, I want it to be a new Marvel movie. See, that could be a strong thing if like if confidence is pretty high theater's been open for like a couple weeks you know at least or whatever because when is isn't that thing like they said if there's no if they open up and then there's there's not an increase for two weeks in of cases or whatever then we move on to the next stage and we keep moving in like two or three week increments yeah so it's like if there's a couple weeks to go by like theaters are open they've done their rom-com and end game whatever things to get people back in theaters they're like okay we're good and then drop mm. black widow yeah, I'm mean, that. That's that's the way you do. drop like do everything. Drop Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Mulan. Just have Eternals. it like a, you know, like have a free for all. Well, not that wasn't going to come out, but you know, all the stuff that was supposed to come out over the past oh, like the yeah, summer yeah, and the past yeah. months and stuff. Yeah, and just and just be like girl power, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just drop of it off. Girl power. Yeah. This week we watched Tank Girl. Tank Girl. Was this Josh? Was this your pick? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I genuinely like really liked it. Um, it was as 90s as it could be. Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost... It looked like, to me... I checked a couple times to make sure. It looked like, to me, someone in 2019 making a movie about the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they're so self-aware of what was going on at the time. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you got, you know, a girl protagonist. You got, like, a girl sidekick. You know, it's, you know, directed by a girl. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, it feels like it was done today. Yeah, you know, it but like, held up really well. Oh yeah, I mean, I loved. You know, I didn't read the comics very much. Uh, I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there are comics. It's like 1988. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of a little bit like Ninja Turtles, uh, but you know, it was kind of an, an indie comic at first, and it just you know, it was on Dark Horse and Titan, and it was just oh, whoops, bumped my microphone. But you know, it's great. Uh, I, and they actually got the comic creators with uh the director and like they just kind of work together so it's very very kind of close to the vibe of the comic yeah i liked all the transitions being animated yeah because i i get that you know it was in that 90s style where it was kind of like you have to hide the fact or give reasons why you're not doing all the special effects you know mm-hmm. like in mario brothers or x-men or something we don't see lightning every other scene and because they're like oh but he doesn't have his he hasn't earned his power yet or something you know they give some reason yeah and so they kind of had to do that for this but then like the little cartoons in between everything kind of kept the energy up mm-hmm. definitely i think the the mixture of both were uh balanced pretty well yeah as far as like uh energy and the uh the moving of the plot and everything actually that that was the more impressive part was seeing how much they could actually pack inside of these little like animations to push this plot way forward to where we wouldn't have to waste the time live action so it's nice. So the only thing that I had a question about in the entire movie, well, actually, there's two things. One small one, one bigger one. 
one small one was there's this weird i don't know if you know what me and vince saw there was like this weird edit choice in the middle of the movie Hmm. where like i think she was having a flashback or something and so they like took this thing where they normally like you know cut every other frame and then it flashes back and forth but instead of being that it was like three scenes that were flashing back and forth randomly but they were all like they didn't matter and so it was like a weird editing thing. It was like, oh, it almost seemed like a mistake for like a couple seconds. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, Vince was like, well, maybe it's stylistic. I was like, you want to think that? Because they released it and they never fixed it since then. Right. But it looks weird. Like the rest of everything is like so like slick. Yeah. And stuff in this one edit, it was just like click, 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 like what happened there? Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's weird. There's a lot so of that, small things that I caught. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, there's some, a lot of little tiny things. We we'll probably get around to it. Um, yeah. Like this slow mo thing. I didn't notice end. that one, but there's definitely a bunch of them. Uh, I just want to kind of like give like a quick for one. There's going to be guys spoilers freaking oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, rent it or buy it. It's on Amazon. It's on a few other things. Just it's a great, great movie. The good thing about this movie though is, unless you absolutely you don't want to know anything about the movie, I think this mm-hmm. one isn't really like a spoilery kind of movie. Like you pretty much no. get what's happening. It's just the ride is like a lot of fun. Yeah, there's you not, know what's going to happen and it's fun yeah. to watch. The, yeah, my favorite it, part is overall is just watching. It's like flipping through a comic when you're watching the movie. It looks like all the yeah. the scenes, and then part of it is animated. So <laughs> it's like you, you get best of both worlds. What were we gonna say, Josh? Oh, I was gonna just give it like a a quick overview of like the movie. Uh, it takes place in 2023. In the comics, they're supposed to be in Australia, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they say that here. I know they mentioned New Zealand at one point in time, but yeah. Tank Girl is mean, supposed to be it's, Australian and not like 20, New York accent. It's 2033, right? I thought it was 2023, but yeah, it could be either. I think it's 33 because I, I remember looking at that. And I'm like, wow, we only got like a little more than a decade to go. <laughs> exactly. That's where we are. Blade Runner comment. and then this is next, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the comet, man. It's coming. You know, there's, the world's you know got hit by a, a comet. Uh, it's kind of like after a world war kind of deal everything's desert and people are looking for water and so there's like an evil corporation run by other people that kind of trying to control all the water so anyway yeah yeah and it's the guy that um he was like the bad one of the bad guys in heroes uh he was like the main villain what's the guy's name malcolm something oh he was in heroes who was he, he was he was um he was like one of the, like the people you didn't see on camera for a very long time. What was that guy's Malcolm name? Malcolm McDowell. Dowell was it in Heroes? Yeah, there you go. Malcolm McDonald. Yeah, I forget, McDowell. I forget what yeah. he was. I mean, he he was like some ominous character in Heroes. But then Ice T was just like Ice T, but a dog. <laughs> but that yes. that brings me to like the only thing that I was continually questioning through the what are they like? Because they when they popped up, I was like, oh, they're puppies. And then, then like she called him a kangaroo, and Vince is like, "Oh, they're kangaroos." He's like, well, it sounded like she was just giving him shit because it's clearly dogs because he's holding a dog or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he gave the whole backstory, like, "Well, then they spliced their genes with kangaroos," and like, "So they're kangaroos," and then they jumped and everything, you know. And then the mm-hmm. one, one, the one that just got done saying that he was a kangaroo was like, "And that's why I was a dog that evolved into a human." Kind of I'm like, what is the story here? It's so damn confusing. So I don't know <laughs> if there's an actual canon to that, and I'm well, just like oblivious to it. I know they're like mutated kangaroos, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if the movie is trying to say that they were once people because Ice T used to be a cop or something. Yeah, or if they were mutated from people, or I don't know. I just knew that in the comics they were mutated kangaroos, but maybe there's more of a backstory. I <laughs> Cause, don't know. Because so weird. In this, Ice T was a cop, and then the dumb one used to work at a store or something because he was talking about Uga. like the job he used to have. 
Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so they were people? Like, so I'm so unclear. Because like, they, they explained just enough to feel like they were going to explain a little bit more. And then they were just done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they were like, oh, that's when they experimented on us. I'm like, who was who us? <laughs> the people? Was it, like, is it kangaroo? And they're like, I'm a dog. I'm like, oh, you're a dog? What is this? And then they started howling. I'm like, so they're dogs. And then they and then they jumped. And I was like, they're kangaroos. Are yeah. they dog kangaroo people? Also, they do look like not- dogs in the face. But if you look at the comics, they definitely look a lot more ca- like kangaroos. Yeah, even when they cut to, like, the animations, they looked way more kangaroo-ish. Mm-hmm. But it was just all the references that they made to both being dogs and kangaroos, and I couldn't tell if it was like an inside joke. But then mm-hmm. they'd always like howl and stuff. So I was like, "What? Maybe what it's is like the on? whole like Asgardians calling a uh, rocket rabbit." <laughs> so that's what I was wondering. I was like, "But if that was it, then they didn't do it enough to make me get the joke." Yeah, so I wasn't upset yeah. about it. I was just confused. I'm it was like, just enough to make you they? confused. Yeah, because yeah, like, the one was they? like holding a pound puppy. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. she was coming out of like the you know being knocked out and I, and for a while i thought maybe i was just like getting confused in my interpretation but then they would like say in their dialogue that they were either mutated kangaroos or dogs but they also be people with used to be people with jobs mm-hmm. so i was like you gave us information and all these things but you could have left all of it out and i just been like look thing i also like yeah. that ice t his name is still t <laughs> t saint t saint <laughs> that has to be his first movie here i'm gonna look that up real quick because he it's probably not his first but it's just funny that he's that was or like one of them. Yeah, I got, he okay, was he was in New Jack City. Yeah. And that was in 91, and then he was in Surviving Game, and then he was in Tank Girl. It's so crazy, and man. And Lori Petty, the, the Tank Girl, like, I had no idea how much stuff she's been in since. Oh, yeah. Like, I think she, I think she's in something that's supposed to be coming out, like, soon, whenever all this stuff is over. Mm. Um, yeah, she. well, you mentioned before she was in League of Their Own, and, yeah. like, Point Break, and Free Willy, all, all the 90s movies. But she's in... Exactly. She's been, She's a recurring character in Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's perfect for and, her. And uh, I've never watched the show, but and then there's a sh- there's a short film that either came out or is coming out called Dying Kind. Hmm. And she was in another like a couple of animated shows. It's like there was like she was a in lot the of Superman. She was Livewire, the super villain. Gotcha. Nice. I remember hearing yeah. her because we watched all the Superman and all of the uh, uh, Justice League cartoons probably last year, or the year before, and I was like, that girl sounds familiar. <laughs> so I did have a question with that because I was trying to look up the timing of this. It mm-hmm. looked like she was clearly like playing off the success of the Gwen Stefani kind of fashion trend, you know, mm. even to the point where when she got knocked in the head and she got the stitches, it looked exactly like the the, the dot decorations, like the Hindu things that Gwen Stefani used to do, you know, mm. and you know, she had the bleach blonde and she had the like, very similar build and everything, you know, like she was kind of like like uh, athletic like Gwen was. Yeah. And or still is. But like. Then I looked at him like the movie and like no doubt broke the same year. Yeah, so, and they filmed man. the movie the year prior at least. Yeah, so it was like maybe it's just like it was just, like is that was that like an OC look? You know, because I know like they're, it's they're the from, comics, like, man. Take a look at those comics. They started in mm-hmm. 1988. So maybe it's like it was this the other way crazy around. cool steampunk like yeah you know, looking stuff. I mean, it's just I. You know, I do get it. I was actually thinking the exact same thing. I actually Googled it while I was watching. I was like, when did Tragic Kingdom come out? Yeah. Like, oh, same exact freaking year. Probably came out like a month after this movie, you know? (laughs) So I saw the the panels of the comics and I can kind of glean it a little bit from there. Mm -hmm. But just the way they made the live action girl, Mm -hmm. like it it just, it looks like they couldn't afford Gwen Stefani, you know? (laughs) Like just because everything, I mean, like when they had the stitches on the forehead, I was like, that is so interesting that you just got that look so you have those stills you know mm. um but yeah i don't know or like i said it, maybe it was just like the sign of the times you know like i we you know we weren't in la at the time 
And so like, I'm learning now from like old Hollywood stories that a lot of things I thought like had broke a certain year had been in LA for like 10 years or something or in Orange County or whatever. Yeah. Like wasn't the whole thing about like the Valley Girls was like a thing here for a long time. And then someone put it on like SNL or some comedy show and then it became like a nationwide trend or something like that. So I was one, I'm, I was like, so was Gwen just like an OC girl? All, all her and all her friends and all, you know, they were all kind of like this. And, and so it was the person who did the costume design and set design stuff for this movie. And I would, yeah, I think that makes a it. lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because my, it, my mind takes me to, uh, when I watch it, it, she reminds me of, uh, Harlequin or Harlequin reminds me of Tank Girl. Like, uh, yeah. Margot Robbie, like, watched Tank Girl in order to get, like, notes to go into Harlequin or something. So I actually thought about that, like, half an hour mm-hmm. into the movie. I was like, if they had made a Harlequin movie or Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad in the 90s, she would have been she, Harley. She rocks it so hard because, like, without even saying it, literally mm-hmm. saying it, you could tell she's just, like, uh, open sexually, open, uh, my open-minded, like, not even just sexually, but just everything. She's like very like rides on any side, rides on the edge. Yeah, it was interesting. Like Josh, you mentioned, like it seemed like something even just tonally was kind of made. Now, the only yeah. that was like a little bit of a shift was like it. I, I I guessed it was supposed to be a big shocker when she kissed Naomi Watts. I was yeah. like, ooh, a girl on girl, you know. But then right after that, it was like, well, they did include it, which was you know in the mid nineties, still a little bit taboo. Um, but then also they had hints that Naomi was kind of like exploring her own sexuality, yeah. you know, cause she would, she was like, kind of like, we're pretending, you know, it's like, Oh, so she likes tank girl. But then like, she see these guys and she's taking, you know, pictures of them and stuff. She's like, keep going. It's like, Oh, so she's just, <laughs> she's just learning what she likes. Like, she's like, yeah, now touch your, touch your, yeah, <laughs> put your arm up. So she's like, well, it's funny like, because like that whole scene, you no, know, where she kissed her or whatever, like, yeah, it's like, ew, gross. And I was like what <laughs> you know, there's no not a guy on earth that'd be like oh that's dared disgusting yeah i know right like, right you know? it's that's the greatest facade of like the 90s when everybody like thought like pretended that that was gross they're like <laughs> yeah. you you think this is right you know you don't yeah okay yeah i think it's gross too man the best well, i mean part. he's also like a super like super sexual whatever kind of dude trying to like rape this girl and like oh oh no i have the, some weird you know I don't know. That, <laughs> I just like that she's this. just like, as freaky because she, she, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Naomi Watts was like, it worked. And she was like, which part? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Tank Girl, it, that was like, it was an interesting scene because it could have been easily and really bad because they were juggling, like Josh, you said, the girl, like basically being almost raped, like Naomi Watts yeah. almost being raped. But at the same time, we're seeing a super sexy dust bath delousing scene mm-hmm. with Tank Girl. And then it ends with this, like, girl on girl kiss you know in 95 and so it's like they navigated that so it didn't seem weird yeah you know like <laughs> yeah it worked because really nice. you were like oh she's so sexy but it's not cool that she's getting raped but then this girl over here is doing the dust bath it's still sexy you know like yeah it, and then like they end with this like kind of not end it but like it can't like all the parts like kind of converge it's like oh this is where they went with it okay it's it felt like a cartoon yeah <laughs> yeah or a comic you know everything did they all I think it's one of the most like true to comic movies probably because they worked so well so closely with the creators and i'm sure they even worked on the animation i'd love to mm-hmm. actually have time to go back and see how much they actually were involved um i was gonna say we talked about mark robbie as harley quinn obviously harley quinn came way later but yeah. they you know probably had something to do together at some point in time uh of the creation of harley quinn but Margot Robbie actually has optioned to be Tank 
to uh, have the rights to do Tank Girl. Oh, wow. So they already made this connection. Oh, yeah. I think we actually talked about it on the podcast probably five, six months ago. Because the, the only other one that seems likely is, uh, oh, wow, I just skipped my, just lost my thought. Jamie Presley, who was also Margot Robbie, or oh. the girl that was in, <laughs> or the girl who was in that one slasher film this week that everybody thought, or this year, last year that we thought was Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. What was that one that the, uh, she marries into a serial killer family? Yeah. I don't remember what the name of it It wasn't was. Knives Out. It was, um, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Till Death Do Us Part. No, just one. It was something kind of like that. Oh, man. What was the other thing I was thinking? It was, because, like, Harlequin was is definitely something that the Tank Girl reminds me of. But uh, I also got real hard feels on uh, this other thing, too, that I can't really put my finger back on. Oh, it was Sucker, sucker Punch. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sucker Punch kind of gave me the feels the same way this movie did as far as like that female her- heroic kind of deal. Hmm. It also, they both use, uh, actually, every like every like female empowerment like type of movie has Army of Me by Bjork in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's a great tra- song. This was the first time I've ever seen a stripping number to it. That was really interesting. <laughs> like, and, but when it was happening, I was like, why do more strippers use this? I've never seen this being used in a club, but it yeah. works perfectly. Yeah, because <laughs> all the the stabs like foam down, and it's all like super like sexy beat and everything, you know. Yeah, I think the Margot Robbie should not be Tank Girl. Oh, okay, I think like if she's in the movie, maybe just produce it. But if she's in the movie, she should be Jet. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Jet. It's, it's, the other. Girl. I like that. Yeah, uh, I like that. I don't think. I think she's too close to Car- to Harley Quinn, and that it would just get this movie will just get destroyed. If it comes out and she's playing Tank Girl, I mean, I not only Jet. by nerds who no under no one understand the comics, but it's just gonna the same thing's gonna be seen by you know just normal everyday movie critics or whatever. Right. I think that she should either produce it, direct it, and have somebody else in it, or she could be you know she could be Jet. That'd be cool. I could see I could see that like not wanting to be like kind of pigeonholed into like this like manic you know like antihero mm-hmm. kind of thing. It was kind of weird. I mean. It, it, as far as like the movies, um, like the 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 scope, it wasn't didn't feel like a huge movie, right? Because it was literally just a, like water and power company versus this one little speck that they're trying to take over that has the natural spring under it, right? That's like yeah. the whole plot of the movie. So they're trying to get this spring, and they go and they wipe out her whole family pretty much, and and enslave whoever was alive. Uh, part of where I want to take it is that house that they raided. Mm-hmm. And like during the movie, we go through the camera, like goes through this whole house and you, you're seeing all the, the self sustainable things that they have going on, the water that they tapped into everything. And then, uh, I was trying to <laughs> make sense of the whole deal. in this, this part of the movie when, uh, she tank girl, she takes out that one guy in the desert and he has that water power water jug. And I like turned to Rod. I'm like, oh, so I guess they just drink vodka, or they just like, yeah, they think like water of or as liquor now. And then literally the next scene is all of them with like blue um, flutes filled with water, uh, about to cheers like some you know crazy crap. And then that just that whole scene too of where. The, what's his? I can't remember the, his actual character name. He goes and and starts smashing the glass, talking about how they're they're gonna take over the Ma- Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, his character. 
and then he kills that guy. Mm. Uh, Kessley was his character name. So the movie I was thinking about earlier is called Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. When you look at this poster, tell me that you didn't. You don't just think it's Margot Robbie. Even during the movie, for like the first like ten minutes, I was like, "Is this Margot Robbie?" Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm sending this link here. The little end of that rant was to get to uh, after he, he kills the dude or whatever. The raid happens. They all all the like the bad guys. Half of them get wiped out or whatever. And then Malcolm McDowell he he gets that like surgery done with all the bionics and stuff done by the James Hong or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Hong. Yeah, she's wow. She looks very close. Uh, is she related to Hugo Weaving? I have no idea, but I remember remember Ready or Not, we were like, oh, we can't yeah. wait to see Margot Robbie in this. We even saw the trailers, and we're like, oh, Margot Robbie's perfect for this. And we went and saw him, like, is this, that's not her. That's oh, my God. Her, like, yeah. her uncle is Hugo Weaving. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, she looks so, especially this one picture I'm seeing on her Wikipedia. Wow, she looks very close to Margot so, Robbie. Maybe a mix-up between Margot Robbie and... Uh, Gosh, what's the girl from Titanic? Oh, uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, yeah. You know, I honestly though, between uh, was it Samara Weaving um, from Ready or Not, mm-hmm. Jamie Presley, and Margot Robbie, I almost think if you had a good enough uh, makeup, just regular makeup artist, mm-hmm. you would be able to swap them in the middle of a movie, and I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, <laughs> the three of those girls because they they they're so similar looking. Like they all look like they're either they're like the Wayans brothers. They're like different stages of the same person. Crazy. Mm. <laughs> So I found a few like uh, things from the director and as well as the uh, comics creators, uh, Alan mm-hmm. Martin and Jamie Howlett. Uh, Hewlett. Um, apparently, uh, Rachel Talalay is the, the director, and she complained that the studio interfered significantly in the story, screenplay, and feel of the film. She said mm. she had that she had been in sync and on good terms with Alan and Jamie until the studio made significant cuts to the film, which she had no uh, control over. Uh, apparently when it went to, you know, the screening or whatever, you know, they just kept chopping and chopping and chopping it until that. And I was going to say later, like there's a lot of scenes and a lot of like transitions that just feel really kind of wonky. So that that's part of what makes me wonder, like, was there some other backstory to these dog kangaroo people and stuff, you know, like things like that? Like, was it just like left on the cutting room floor because a focus group didn't like a scene and it happened to have a piece of that in there, you know, you know, it's really hard actually that you bring that up is that Johnny Prophet guy. We didn't mm. even meet that dude. Yeah. He, he was just about, I thought he was going to be such a big, like a big reveal. Like it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, you know? And like, he's the one who created the Rue men. I, yeah. And like, but we just see his corpse right at the end. And then they mm. all scream like dogs and it's it very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and when the, and they tank opened, girls horny the whole time. <laughs> so then she wasn't the only one. To, <laughs> to the, so, the, but the whole time, like, <laughs> You're expect like they keep talking about him, so I either expected not to see him at all, like he was just this like legendary figure, or it was going to be a reveal of like the biggest name or something in the movie, you know? So weird. But but then it happened, and it was so insignificant they had to say, "Oh my God, it's Johnny Prophet," for even realize what the importance of the the corpse was. Yeah, who was a Teespring (laughs) or Tea Spirit? And and then uh, let's talk about those weapons. That thing that sucks the moisture out of person's body that was like That's the pretty awful, cool. most awful thing <laughs> i have ever seen i was in my life. i was laughing and i have never seen vince upset at a movie like this and then the <laughs> the pipe was also very upsetting to me oh yeah i was i remember being really creeped out at the pipe when i was little i would who would not be <laughs> creeped out by a pipe that gets smaller 
as you go down it. Mm. For and those, it can also be filled with water so it drowns you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think the water thing didn't scare me. That actually like be like, oh good, they're drowning me to death. Like being stuck in a pipe that gets like head going head first, you know, with your arms together down this pipe as it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you kind of just get smushed into mush. Like that would freak me out. Dude, like, I would just in general to wait there till you die. You know, I'd spontaneously deal. combust and my spirit would leave this realm. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because it is kind of like so convoluted that it's like a cartoon villain's plan. But at the same time, it's not so spectacular that you're like, oh, that's not so bad until you repeat it to yourself. What's happening? Also, mm. like, you know, why, why, when did you build a pipe in your in your <laughs> dungeon? Well, I, or I assume that it was some sort of drainage thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to use kinda, this to torture people. Yeah, that's what we kind of look like. And it's, mm. yeah, it's also like a covert, you know, like... This soiling. used to be a McDonald's. It's like a covert, like, Soylent <laughs> Green kind of thing. You know, like, they're like, well, this is a drain pipe, but, you know, people disappear here. And yeah, stuff. so mm. weird. But, like, yeah, the, you, he said, like, the pipe. It sounded like a plot to Austin Powers. Like, we're going to put you in the pipe. <laughs> the pipe will gradually get smaller as we fill it with water. I'm like, that does sound terrible, but it is just not very spectacular when you talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just when you're thinking of it, like, oh, that guy's really bad. You know, like that's what I'm saying. It's but so weird. I was expecting him to be like, we're gonna turn your body into water. We're gonna extract you slowly or something. You know, something like time based like that. But it was yeah. like, no, they're just like reverse Chinese water trapping this little girl, like in a yeah. like gradually thinning pipe. It was like a penis pump, but <laughs> oh, gosh. for little children. I don't know. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that, was, that was Vince Vince Rio, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Random thought, but. Yeah, I don't, but when they, they did the thing, when he stuck the thing in his back, the design was really good. It kind of reminded me of something in, like, Mario Brothers or something. Mm. Like, the device seems convoluted, but they went to the trouble of showing, like, some details of how it would work. Like, like you see the blood fill up in the bottom chamber first, and then yeah. the water come up the top. Yeah. Like, and, it's filtrating it through the whatever. And the moment that Malcolm's character picks it up, I'm like, he's going to chug that shit. And P- and Vince was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I started going, blah. And the, <laughs> the whole time he was because he was teasing it he was holding it but not drinking out of it he was giving his monologue and i was he's gonna chug it he's gonna chug it and then he said ah wonderful and i was like he did (laughs) lovely and i said yeah you sick oh man i i was like there should have been more water (laughs) yeah that's a person well that was out of the back yeah but no because you see his like fingers and his face dry up it was like a Shang Tsung moment. But also, like, when Malcolm's character ended up gabbing that happened at the end, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, how hydrated were you? Because they implied that he exploded. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, <laughs> uh, none of that crap made sense with, with the yeah. Malcolm Gladwell, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> McDowell. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I mean, I like... You know, Why you, did they have to you cut his head off? plot out loud, I don't know. I guess it's in the comics. I don't know. I don't know. He cut his head off and made it a hologram. <laughs> and then gave, gave him like a reverse blender arm which james yeah. hong gave to him by the way yeah and his name i can't <laughs> even pronounce it was so, like chitsani or something like that so like yeah and he he went to go cut his head off with giant scissors yeah and, and he we, was like is it gonna be okay it's we, gonna be okay but also like there were other people around that didn't stop him yeah so weird they didn't question him like decapitating this person they're like yeah this is part of it and it was funny because i clearly understood that the reason they decapitated him is because he didn't like the way his face looked yeah you know Mm. but at the same time like that what no that's not how that works (laughs) and the whole time like they do 
this whole deal where you they're not showing his face they're not showing his face mm-hmm. and then when they do finally reveal his face you forgot that they were hiding his face yeah i was like mm-hmm. well that was a let down i thought it was gonna be something like dr claw or something yeah like he was gonna look badass or like but, his uh, have a reverse blunder face <laughs> but then yeah. the reveal actually happened much later than you thought it would yeah and it was like yeah didn't mean shit at that point well kind of mm-hmm. at least it made sense that when they did that one gag where he tried to take a drink it was like oh crap then they did it again when she tried to punch him, you know? The best was, yeah, when he was when he actually sh- like showed that his head was a hologram. That was interesting. You know, I thought something that was interesting about this movie is coming from 1995, like 94, 95. Um, the, they essentially gave her an iPhone or a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Like, she goes in, there's a communication... There, I mean, there's a communication device that's not part of the camera, but she goes in with, like, a small handheld camera that's yeah. flat. It's really interesting, and she's live streaming to like these dog kangaroo people. Yeah, and it's interesting that they had the foresight to predict kind of that technology. Yeah, but the whole premise of that scene was that in 2033, physical calendars are still a thing. Yeah, it was just like that's so interesting, like how we like perceive things. You know, like oh, we'll have these mobile live streaming devices, mm. but we'll still be using paper calendars. That's right. After, <laughs> po- po- after a post-apocalyptic comet <laughs> yeah. crash. Well, it's got a little bit of Mad Max, I guess, thrown into it, too. I mean, where, you know, yeah. you got a little bit of technology left over, but people are piecing it together, you know, with old cameras or whatever else. It's yeah. like Planet of the Apes or well, something, too, where you I see, like, the, half of the uh, Statue of the Liberty yeah. in the sand. Well, I get the scene, because to me, the scene was kind of reminiscent of, like, Robin Williams as the genie. Mm. There's, he, he references characters that had come, like, way after him, but it's just kind of, like, part of this, like, zeitgeisty, like, comic book moment, you know? So mm-hmm. I was just assuming they was like yeah. pose for the calendar, but I was like, when in this, where in this? Well, a twenty thirty three, you're still using paper calendars, but b, where in this post apocalyptic world you're gonna like mass print calendars to like raise money for something? You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you had also brought up that uh, the camera flashes outside. Oh my god, I was I, that's the only time I had anxiety through the movie because like because <laughs> like the rest of the time I'm just on for, there for the ride, you know. And then it's it's quiet, and they're yeah. like, we have to send them proof of the weapons. And it's like, ksh, it makes the loudest shutter noise ever, <laughs> yeah. and it flashes. And that flash isn't going to go that far. It's not going to do shit. I, kids did so. If you if you weren't live if you didn't live through the '90s or the '80s, when you had disposable cameras or even just regular cameras, and your flash went off, and what you were taking a picture of, if it wasn't five feet in front of you, it didn't do anything but annoy people around you. Yeah, because it, it doesn't looked, reach. Looked worse. <laughs> yeah, it, it like it like highlights the dust in the air so you get this foggy photo like a film over what you actually wanted to take a picture of <laughs> mm-hmm. so like if you went to a concert or something and if you weren't in the first row you might as well just turn the flash off because you have a better chance of getting something yeah but like i saw this flash going off i'm like girl like you're trying to hide it's quiet there's these things down there like they're taking pictures also it's not doing anything you're so unnecessarily great. putting your life in danger how many megapixels <laughs> is that thing <laughs> It didn't look very good. <laughs> it almost looked like, you know, uh, night a vision or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, night vision. <laughs> so, like, I saw some stuff here about uh, the director saying that there was approximately an hour of footage that was cut out of the movie. Oh, wow. Jeez. And in it, fact, it's uh, already an hour and 44 minutes. And she goes on to talk about, you know, how kind of MGM kept chopping things up. Uh, even the part, the, the scene where uh, we were talking about the pipe. Uh, mm-hmm. MGM drastically destroyed that scene, even mm. though apparently people in the theaters loved it uh, because they thought that Lori Petty looked ugly in it. <laughs> Interesting. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, weird. It, it kind of explains. See, I, I just chalked this part up 
to like comic book logic mm-hmm. but um like how like ornamental like like how detailed her hairdos were and costume changes but Every specifically her scene. hair it was like you you're trying to like survive in the desert and then it cuts to the scene like when did you have time to like do highlights and like put all that <laughs> put the like, color in your hair and then like do like little ties and stuff you know but i get it i get it. it's like comic book stuff but it was like wow every they it makes sense what you just said because like every frame could have been out of like a no doubt music video yeah yeah it's like a oh comic that, book, that yeah. looks cool that looks cool you know i really felt that way throughout the entire thing like every single time they set up a new scene i'm like oh man it looks just like it came out of a comic mm. how'd you feel about the let's do it singing scene that was so weird me and visitors looked at each other like what is what is going on mm-hmm. like we were already so confused and we weren't upset but it was like that's so why i mean it fits now that i think about it yeah but um i like the end credit version too where they like, <laughs> like the punk rock version mm-hmm. was that was that iggy pops version you said i don't know oh like, but m- maybe yeah. I, I thought it was kind of cool it was random but it uh, then again so was most of the movie speaking of iggy pop he was rat face <laughs> was his character name and he was the pervert that oh. was trying to take or samantha what was her character name the little kid uh back for a good ride oh I didn't also notice. The queen bee of that brothel place. Yeah, I she's not in the credits. Like, she isn't, or she, I couldn't find her uh, see, in the cast. That that credit. See, this whole movie. Like, if I didn't know these people before, I'd have been like, oh, so they couldn't afford Gwen Stefani and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. So they got. Uh, but like, like this is back when, dude, Catherine Zeta-Jones had just been in what, like Rocketeer or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, but it's just like they had. She totally like had that kind of vibe going on. Mm. Like, I don't see her in the. Wait, was it Subgirl? No, that no, was... Subgirl is actually cut out of the movie. I think she's only in one oh. part. She's in one scene or two yeah. scenes. Well, Don Robinson? Nope, um, that's a singer. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's just not in this like Google search thing. Uh, apparently, with this "Let's Do It" singing scene, though, like I was like, why is this? Why is this even here? Like, this doesn't feel right. It's kind of cut funny. It doesn't deliver really on what it's doing and apparently it's another scene that they just kept cutting shorter and shorter and shorter some of the deleted parts uh are like stand the little kid starts singing and by the end of it people are they're grabbing the guards guns and you know it it, it seems to be like oh this is kind of a distraction to get the guns and get the guards i was like well yeah, that yeah. would make sense because at this point like it was just them singing and dancing until the bad guys came out like i don't understand why you would you would walk up to the lady <laughs> sing and dance it doesn't make any sense. Well, so. it was to me. It was like a fail, a failed attempt of transferring that that cartoon animation feel to film. Like mm-hmm. I think if it were if it were animated, it would have played out like easily with the audience, like comprehending it as a cartoon versus comprehending it as a live action. I just don't think it hit the mark. I think it definitely needed more comedy or something for you know the reason it being sang or you know. That, know, to give it, it could have used like that was Jim that, Carrey mask type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Was that Doctor? Was that villain you're talking about? Was that Doctor Nikita? I thought oh. it was the Madam. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. That, that was who it looking. is. The Madam. Gotcha. Okay, I'll keep looking. But uh, uh, apparently and, she's uncredited. Know, That's crazy. Her name's Anna Magnuson, I think. So weird that why she wouldn't be credited. I mean, she had a pretty decent sized speaking role. Yeah, I know. Like. Was, uh, Unless she's trying to like separate herself. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Name me want subscribe or subscribe. Yeah, subscribe while you're listening. Actually, um, <laughs> she surprised me because uh, it doesn't really look like the Naomi Watts that we all know. Because yeah. she's just a kid in this movie. Yeah, super young. Even uh, like uh, 
Laurie was older, I feel like, in this. Because, uh, what was this, 95? And then Illegal, Illegal of Their Own, she she was like, she that that she felt even older in that movie. In A League of Their Own? That was like two years or three years before this. Oh, it was? Yeah, I think it was 92. Oh, wow. Yeah, in that movie, she felt... Well, I know that one at one point they aged her for for like the at the end of the movie they obviously like moved. Oh yeah. to where they were older, but uh I don't know, yeah, she she seemed like she was a little bit older in this. That's funny as Malcolm McDowell, he's he's always a bad guy or something, you know. He is he looks like the same. <laughs> like he does, man. He's he looks like a, you know, he's an evil version of uh was it uh Steve Martin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, also, he doesn't age, but in a different way than other people. Because, you know, when normally we're like, well, Paul Rudd doesn't age because mm-hmm. he stays kind of young, you know? This dude stays, what? what is this, like late 50s, early 60s? Yeah. Like forever. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like this now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably wrong about this, or I'm coming from the whole like Steven Seagal was in Highlander universe, but mm-hmm. I felt like he played the Antichrist in one of the Left Behind tries. <laughs> they... That would make sense. <laughs> um, are you guys looking up his IMDb? Yeah, I'm just going scrolling through it because this guy—he's he's, one of those hard, like super hardworking actors who so he's in like a hundred things every yeah, year. Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, that's funny. Just, I just got gone scrolling through like two years and it's still like Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, he played uh, the Dark Knight on Knowing Orange Show. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, sad. Cool. Uh, Sub Girl was Anne Cusack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. Wish they would cool give her a little stuff. bit more than that. There, she was supposed to have a big ending or whatever, where she kind of had her sub that goes through sand or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, the like sub girl, jet girl, even Tank jet. Girl. You don't really hear Tank Girl call her jet until later as well, or really getting her or calling her Tank Girl very much either. And I think I felt like it was way too long to get to the tank and the jet. Like it was like halfway Honestly, through the movie before they got to that. I was so happy with the jet. Hmm. <laughs> That was and a fun scene. I was even more happy later on with the tank being like sentient, pretty much. Yes, I was gonna ask, like, is the tank sentient or not, and when did that happen? Like, at first, I was like, oh, it's driving by itself, and then there's like, another scene later where she's, well, she's the, the t- t- most fun scene where she's like fighting all those guys on the semi, and she's talking to like a puppy. Yeah, she's talking <laughs> to the tank. Like, I remember w- the whistling from the comics. Mm-hmm. She could she could whistle real loud and then the it would, the tank would fire. <laughs> it's like a dog. <laughs> so they brought that definitely, but they brought like way more too. I I, I don't remember the tank being sentient in the comics. Mm. I mean maybe I mean it would make more sense obviously. So I don't know. Um. So Malcolm McDowell played Daniel Linderman in Heroes. He was the guy that owned the corporation that was funding Nathan Petrelli's political career yeah. and also oh. like all the testing on all the different gifted people. But he himself was revealed later in the series to have like healing powers where he could heal anybody. Yeah. So he was he was like kind of the um, villain, not as bad as Siler, like not not like not as mysterious as Siler, but also like they would just talk. He's kind of like the purple man. They would talk about him, and you wouldn't see him all a lot, you know. And then when yeah. he appeared, he was like so like domineering, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, other nitpicky things that I had was uh, you almost in the third act you almost forgot about Sam. Like I yeah. was like, oh yeah, what happened to her? You know, <laughs> like even when they flashed to her in the tube, I was like, oh yes, this girl. Yes. I forgot that that was her in the tube when they flashed it. I was like, some <laughs> little boys in the tube. <laughs> Another some thing is, man. did you guys notice all the strings? Yeah, all the rigs <laughs> were still there. I mean, in 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 part, like I was able to justify them being there because they like it was like almost oh hey maybe they like belayed down on that. So when 
they were like throwing up they just kind of like used it to help tug them through the air i don't know i didn't notice it because the tv we were watching on is like water damaged <laughs> so i think i just assume whatever i see is just part of it oh, I was watching and, on and my... the sounds all like wishy-washy <laughs> i was watching on my macbook and i'm like wow oh my gosh like that's a lot of rigs that are not removed didn't they have rig removal back then like, like what yeah the heck? A lot, well, especially with the the ripers or what rippers when they would rippers, come through yeah. ripers. <laughs> yeah, rippers. when they would come through, yeah, that's, just, that's when just, you would they see. just fuck up your avocados. They just <laughs> ripen everything and just ruin the whole, your whole day. And then you have to go back to Animal Crossing to feel happy, because <laughs> um, that's life. Um, the, the the definitely the rippers scenes you could see the rigs. But even even more uh, hilarious, more or more funny for me, like and Josh, I will get back to your your list too. Is uh, the sound on this? Like even even they would take take audio of certain scenes and throw like a delay on it or yes. like repeat it a bunch of times just to like fill crowd noise. And I, it was just like <laughs> I know exactly what they used too. Like there's this weird stereo like uh, delay module from like the 80s that would literally like spin it around your head and there's literally only like two guys and it might not even be two guys it might have been like an actual just two delays and they're just spinning it around your head like get out 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 i'm like oh my gosh like this is so annoying (laughs) and then then there was that scene where they were all like getting high off the the truth gas oh (laughs) and nitrous sucks and and like the uh all the it was like all the adobe premiere presets <laughs> you know of like the warps yeah it was so wild or the coloring and stuff you know because they do like the negative and stuff mm. and it didn't seem out of place too much but it did seem a little bit because like the rest of the film besides like the wiring and stuff like it didn't it wasn't it didn't seem as b-movie as i thought it was gonna be and then that scene happened and i was like that's interesting i guess that was their like you know way of like making a psychedelic experience or something yeah i feel like a nitrous was like a big funny gag in the 90s yeah i think it was in a it lot was of a movies. big gag man nitrous like, oh, any nitrous gas. oxide like it was a tommy boy or whatever else uh was it not tommy boy? black sheep it? black sheep where they hit the nitrous and there's, there's road yeah and uh what's the paulie Shore movie i'm pretty positive they had nitrous in that too oh yeah just, any <laughs> of them there's just a bunch of movies I, I remember of them being like, oh, whoa, nitrous oxide. It's so cool. Like all my yeah, druggy friends that, in high school being like, it's so sweet. Like you don't yeah, have man. nitrous. <laughs> Dude, I I remember like the older kids in the neighborhood all doing whippets and yep. balloons. They would be selling like three, <laughs> three, four balloons at a time. Yeah, I, I was talking to a friend that was doing a twitch stream and they were talking about all the like the stupid kids doing like stupid stuff on tiktok and they're like when we were kids we didn't do that it's like he's kidding when we were kids we huffed like spray paint shit it just wasn't <laughs> documented we were equally as stupid we just didn't have permanent record of it right. oh, i'm so glad we didn't have youtube back then there's so many things that i like just remember being utterly humiliated in, and it would have been like some giant thing been like look at this dumb kid <laughs> Guys, oh, yeah, this, for sure, man. this is kind of unrelated, but I have to put it out there today. Um, some people might have seen it on like my Twitter or Facebook or something. I'm constantly grateful for that, like not having my teenage years on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that all the time. Anytime some kids like, oh, they you know got hurt because they decided to shoot someone point blank or something for a TikTok challenge or lick a toilet or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm so glad I wasn't on the internet when I was a kid. So I get a notification in my email that there's 
like somebody or maybe a group of people have taken all my high school yearbooks not just not just for me but my class yeah. mm-hmm. and have scanned them and archived them online nice <laughs> and i'm like ah i was actually thumbing through them today and so it prepared me well for tank girl for the whole aesthetic but i would love if they did that for cab because I, I don't have any it's, of my yearbooks. It's probably there because the site I was on, I don't know how it's legal because they charge $100 for a reprint, but they take the scanned pages that someone scanned in uh, and they print them in hardcover. I'm like, being 100 bucks? It wasn't 100 bucks for the original one. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> positive that goes against whoever, like whatever company did the original one too. That's totally. weird that they would do that. I dated the yearbook girl for like three years of high school. <laughs> You know, it was funny is they uh like I know that you saw probably some of the cartoon versions of her in the movie but you know a lot of these covers of her have have her like with these like bomb like boob bra holders oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's funny because they put it in the movie for like a split second but it's like one scene where like okay you're laying down you can't move these things are going to fall off probably <laughs> like you can't walk around like you know you would be doing in these comics or whatever. <laughs> like, that was another scene that was slightly. Confu- I wasn't trying. I was trying to figure out what they were getting at. I was like, was that post coital? Yes. Yeah. It was, or it was just- all cut. And and because so it's like okay, so now she's she she put this thing back on, but then also like now you have the imagery of this like dog kangaroo person mm-hmm. and this. I was like, did she just f that rabbit? <laughs> so much stuff going she on. She did. They actually cut it from the movie. Like, oh my god. They said it was too much bestiality or whatever. <laughs> well, also I don't, I'm trying to not be too offensive here. They didn't portray that character as the sharpest. Oh yeah. Oh my So gosh. So it was just like What was his name? Was Booger? That, was Booga. that kind of was that kind of like <laughs> questionable, you know? To like, like I don't know, like to was, F the retard? As the Sorry, movie like just watching the way. movie, like it it's kind of weird that she would be with him and not the ice tea character. Like I always remembered her being with the ice tea character, but like seeing this movie, okay. like what 20 years later, I was like, Oh, uh-huh. this is an eight. Oh, mile. she's with Booga. Like that's weird. Because I also got the impression that Booga might not also be an adult yet either. Well, he yeah, did say he's out. part dog, part kangaroo, part human, but I couldn't tell if he was like a teenager or like a kid, you know, like, was he 10 or I something? Th- like, I think he was just like, they messed up a little bit. Either way, he's that, it was like dumb, be. lovable. He's supposed to be like the dumb, lovable character. Like, do you remember Airheads? Yeah. Like Adam Sandler. Like he's like the drummer yeah. where he doesn't talk yeah. very much. But like the yeah. one guy's like, wow, he's getting a lot of girls, and like, oh yeah, he gets a lot of girls. Like, and they're just like, oh, like, oh we love him because he's you know, just a cute, honest, don't talk, like you know, silent guy. You know, like I forgot about that. Maybe dumb maybe, one. maybe it's because in this one he was like dressed like a giant puppy. Yeah, but it just came, it didn't come across to me as like uh like a quiet nice adult. It came across as like he's possibly a child. Yeah, <laughs> in certain like, scenes I'd say he, he had a little bit of that feeling. But yeah, the most of the yeah. scenes it feel like he's an idiot, like just dumb. Okay. <laughs> like, so you did you have more stuff on your list? I think we. Oh gosh, I don't. Let me take a look here. Uh, I just I think one of the last things is I I loved the uh, the scene at the end where we have Jet killing the the idiot dude. Yeah. Oh. The wait, which one? Jet. Uh, I don't even. Uh, what was it? His sergeant something, wasn't he? Like he was like the um, bad guy that was kept trying to get with Jet. Oh, that's right. What's it? I wish it would have been like more, like a bigger like explosion or something. She just shot him like off screen, but like, I don't know. I love that she went back at least to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm looking up his name right now. It's a uh, Donald Patrick Harvey. He was Sergeant Small. There you go, Sergeant Small. <laughs> and uh, there was two like 
really great deaths. One was uh, when Tank Girl like rolled away from the dude and pulled the pins on, oh, on yeah. the grenades. Classic move. Blew him up. That and was he had, great. He had the perfect line. He was like, shit. Yeah. yeah. And then again, yeah, Jet at the end. Like, just like, I always told you, like, or F me or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I have to I keep like, saying no. I don't like, want to. <laughs> And you know, I think my favorite part of the movie though was just the vibe I got. I could totally see. I was telling Josh off before we start recording. I bought Street Fighter because I thought I would still kind of like like it as a dumb movie, mm. and I rented this because I didn't know if I would like it, and I should have swapped it. <laughs> because this one, I'm not sure I would like sit down like like captively watch it again. Mm-hmm. But it definitely would just be around like if I if like say I need if I needed to like host like some event where there needed to be a nineties theme lounge, I would just yeah. have that rolling in the background. Absolutely. Because like everything down to her the inside the tank. Yeah. Like so fun. I don't they, they capture the nineties so perfectly in that. Yes. Wait, so much that that's why I said like I th- I feel like it was like a twenty nineteen movie that they made about the nineties and like we're gonna put all these things in here and it's gonna signal. But it looked it's it's weird. It's something that I don't know if I'd be able to describe to somebody. Mm-hmm. But when I see it, I'm like that. That's that's a '90s like aesthetic, you know. You're right. For me, it definitely takes me right into anime when you see her in the tank and she's bobbing up and down. But then you see all this other stuff inside of that cockpit moving independently of her. Like it's also bouncing around, but bouncing independently of the seat of, that she's in and all these other things. And everything kind of like is loosely. Uh, animated like and it's very interesting the way they transfer that from like a mm. comic book to movie feel and there's stuff that doesn't make technical sense in there but it's just part of the aesthetic like I pointed out I was like does she have an etch-a-sketch with Mona Lisa on there you <laughs> yeah. know shaking tank you know so but, but it looks great you know as part of like the backdrop it's Even, such a like, goofy movie the- like it doesn't matter like, yeah, like yeah. I'm just enjoying this this hilarious goofy 90s movie and it just doesn't matter and uh, who who is the girl feeding the, the beer into the tank? Yeah. Or the, oh yeah! And who is the girl with the big poofy hair they ran into halfway through the movie? Oh, um, gosh. she was one of the obstacles on their you know their journey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and she popped up and like Vince, it just like went up like five thousand percent more nineties. Like because everything it wasn't just, it was our look, but also just the whole attitude and the banter back and forth between them. Yeah, it was just it was just everything was just like nineties like you know jargon and stuff. It was I, I don't know I it felt good. I like that. Yeah. Trying to remember who that was, yeah. I, I can't even necessarily remember why it happened. Because, like, you know, when, even though... Maybe that know, was the chick. Every, everybody yeah. said, like, um, there was a plot, and they followed it pretty well. Yeah. But damn, they did their damnedest to try to make you forget that plot. Like, mm. so was, much random stuff was happening. Yeah. I, like It, it was uh, distracting. Well, I don't know if it was distracting, but it's just, like, a bunch of stuff was happening. And then when they got back on their own journey, I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. They're trying to save that girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. like, she shows up and you're like, oh, right. She's they're supposed to be saving Sam. Like, what the yeah, heck? Yeah. And also, like, water and human yeah. freedom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it wrapped up, like, super quick. And, like, and we're yes. ever after. Roll credits. The bad guy's it done. Did, okay. Man. Let's get rid of the bad guy. He's done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> it was still fun, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I was going to say here. There was, uh, I guess, the tank. Like, I wish there was more tanks in it. Like, the, of the tank. Her and the tank was so fun. Like in mm-hmm. the in the scenes she was in with the tank, especially when it was like sentient. Like I wish there was more of that, and there wasn't. The lights. I like it. She's like, "You're out of ammo," and the lights go on and off. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually two different tanks. Like the before tank was like a Soviet tank, and then the right, one yeah. afterwards was like a World War II era like <laughs> U.S. And tank. All the '90s esque things in there, like the was it like uh, the cartoon it monster on the front troll? Oh, yeah, on the front, somebody. 
it, like who might maybe correct me, but I thought there was an ah real monsters monster on the front. Either yeah. that or a Beetlejuice or some Tim um, sandworm. Thing. Yeah, there's a lot of references to a lot of different things in this. I feel. Yeah, that uh, Easter egg wise, we could probably find a video on YouTube right now. You know, oh, and sure. hands down to this movie for having like some of the deep cuts for the '90s music wise. <laughs> it was great soundtrack. Like there was like a whole song on there I hadn't heard before, and mm-hmm. also like apparently Courtney Love co-produced like or executive produced the soundtrack or something. <laughs> they wanted to have an indie band uh, on the soundtrack. But uh, they grew up, uh, they blew up into Green Day afterwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, that would have been crazy. Yeah, they have like an early Green Day and Ice T on the same soundtrack. Yeah. That would have been perfect. That would have been the most 90s. I mean, the music kind of, the music fits so much. I guess maybe the Ice T track didn't fit so much, but he's in the film, so it makes sense. But it, I think it fit just because that whole subset of those kangaroo people were like kind of a clear yeah. like metaphor for like uh, either a black or minority community, you know? Yeah. And so you kind of got the idea that this was kind of like the hood, right. you know? And so, like, that music kind of being there while, like, whenever Tank Girl's in the tank, it's, like, this kind of boppy, like, not ska, but, like, you know, kind of, you know, like, that. That uh, that brings up that whole, like, religion scene with the kangaroos. Like, <laughs> like okay, we're going to pray. And that <laughs> cuts. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're dancing and everything. I'm like, what are you doing? We're praying. I, you know, I, I don't know if it was on purpose or not. I, mean, I'm assu- I was just assuming that was, like, part of the canon of, like, the comic books or something mm. or some reference to it. Um, what I thought was kind of cool about that was like there was like a quiet or maybe even accidental commentary on like you just know what you know, you know, yeah, like yeah. so like if the one human they ever knew taught them that that's praying, then that's all they knew. But then I got once again I got confused and like, but he used to be a cop, so and then he used to work at a store, like or is that not true? And then there's these I, I don't know, they're like <laughs> so, so like <laughs> convoluted and all the things are mixing. But it made for a really cool scene where they got to dance together. So yeah, for me, for me, it was it was a like a, a look into the subcultural like religion of a kangaroo who was raised by dogs, some random person we never <laughs> met. Like, I don't know. It was just like now, okay, so this is an interesting take on what we're seeing right now. Like, how how am I supposed to process what I'm seeing? <laughs> I was kind of hoping that when they got into the, the what was the liquid silver yeah, or whatever, yeah. that all the dog people would be like, oh, so many people praying. <laughs> because And, and I, that would have been a money moment because it's a, clearly a strip club. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look, everyone here is praying. This is a church? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a funny like comment. Yeah, I feel like there were a few moments like that where they could could have took advantage, but God knows. Yeah. You know, the Tank Girl and Jet's like, uh, chemistry was surprisingly good. I, I wasn't convinced at the beginning. Yeah. But then the more they were along the ride, I'm like, oh, I get this. I could see this as a team like going along, you know, because like, Naomi yeah. Watts was like the straight guy and Tank Girl was whatever. She was just like this the firecracker. Wild. Yeah, the wild know? one. Apparently she was there was a like, $5,000 uh, penis that was prosthetic or whatever that they were going to use uh, to when, when Tank Girl and Booga were in the one scene together. <laughs> But oh that God. got cut, and they were like, come, they complained about it at Craft Town. Like, that was $5,000 to make that. <laughs> Holy crap. I, you know, it's funny because like any, any, yep. any of like, my like either cosplay or prop friends in LA are just like, you need to hire me to do that for half as much? I think of like fun Kaylin. She, she's been on like Marvel stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And she literally has molds of monster penises that she oh, can gosh. like make stuff. And it, it was like, I'm going to guarantee that she's not going to charge you like five grand for it unless that's your budget, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It Extra does. Extra veiny. Do you remember Mallrats where you had, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, Steve. Brody, uh, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Brody. And he's like, he he's just obsessed with like just disgusting stuff about, you know, he's talking to Stanley like, well, is the Hulk's penis really a blah, blah, blah? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that movie had a little bit of this. This movie had a little bit of that vibe in it, too. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of like, um, <laughs> kind of like your dick's so small jokes and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, it's yeah. So, it does feel so 90s, even especially with those jokes, even. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why you all listening right now need to go watch Tank Girl. Yeah, it's only what like three ninety nine to rent. Yeah, yep. and that thing on Amazon is like twelve ninety nine to own. If you just like nineties aesthetics and you like like goofy movies, because it's it's to me it feels like a really well done B movie, right? Yeah. yeah, like it's not like an Avengers like blockbuster, but it was done way better than I thought it was going to be based on what I had seen before. Yeah, it's um, fun. I mean, at the very least, it's fun to watch. It I is. feel like people don't. I feel like people don't remember it in general. I mean, I'm, I'm already even, forgetting the plot as we're talking about it. <laughs> we just finished watching it. Even me, like I've watched it so many times, and there are parts I forgot about too. Yeah, I haven't seen it probably in twenty years. I think this was my first time. It. I just remember watching it with my brother a bunch of times. Mm. Well, that does seem something like Matt would like. Oh, <laughs> that that chick, Lori uh, Petty or whatever, she turned that because in '95 I was just a young lad, so I was definitely you know turned on by a Tank Girl. She was ridiculous, and Jet Girl. Cool, cool. So look forward to that, youngins. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what do you guys want to do for next week? Man, uh, do you still want to do movies or? Uh, unless yeah. there's a ton of stuff to talk about, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we, 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 I know we can definitely pick a movie and then. You, uh, you all mentioned the Mortal Kombat movies before, but I don't know if it's still too soon to come back to that or like wait, save that for a later week. You might want to save that till right before the movie comes out. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So that well, we can have like a. I guess a we'll Mortal keep an Kombat eye on month. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the movies and see if what's going on with that. Yeah. Because it might be like we watch Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and the new movie at home. Yeah. At the same time because we're still locked in. <laughs> I mean, that could make, yeah. That could we don't know. Happen. We literally, I was just talking to a friend today, uh, our friend Spanky, and he was like, how you doing? He's like, good. The, really, the only thing I wake up wondering is like, is is it just going to be like tomorrow it's going to be over or next week or like two years from now? Mm-hmm. It's just the, like not knowing the range, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a bunch of movies from the 90s still that I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen Mystery Men? Yes. Okay, but I, I mean, I would totally be down to see it again. Uh, um, I've never seen Meteor Man. Is that good? I don't remember anything from it. I remember Meteor Man. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? <laughs> Who was in Meteor Man? I was, I was thinking of Pluto. So. Uh, Jefferson Reed and James Earl Jones. John Cheadle apparently is in it and Sinbad. I don't remember enough of it i remember seeing it when i was a kid i just can't think of anything from it i remember the the previews and being like i really want to see that and my parents are like now nah, it looks like it's too adult I'm like oh it, all right no nah, i mean it's <laughs> it's it about is. right up there with blank man yeah blank man i don't think i've ever seen blank man either that was uh marlin or damon Wayne. oh <laughs> i remember you talking about now yeah yep. he was like kind of like a hobo version and like then, a superhero uh, what's this why can't i remember like the funniest man on earth uh, from like our not our generation, but the one right before us, uh, Eddie Murphy. God, I, I cannot remember that. Was he in a superhero movie? I think I think he was Meteor Man. No, he he looks like it, but he's not. It's like Jeffrey something or other. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, either um, way, I'm sure. I'm, we'll... I'm down. I'm down for mystery, man. Let's see if yeah. it's a. Uh, is this something? Is I'm, I just always check to see if this is something that's like gated by the studio or something. I got it on VG, VHS. <laughs> See, yeah, so it was Robert Townsend looked just like him. On IMDb, it says it's only available on Stars. And usually, if it wasn't for a pandemic, I would say we would just Amazon Prime it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. What about uh, oh nope, it's Dark on everything. Man? 
It's on it's on YouTube and iTunes and everything. Okay, good. Oh, actually, it's just on Hulu. There you go. Oh, weird. Mystery Menace? It says Hulu subscription. Beautiful. Let's do that. That's oh, free. no, it's Hulu on Stars, but even then, it's still just three ninety nine to like... Uh, is there a trial? <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, that, that movie, like, I, I remember, like, having fun with it, because that, that was kind of... Well, we'll talk about it when we see the movie, but I remember, like, even after the fact, like, after the Avengers movies got big, I was like, this was the parody of Avengers, like, decades before. What was that that movie with Sean Connery, like a... The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting about that movie is it's not bad enough to be good. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't good enough. It was weird. To be, like, awesome either. Yeah, it just was like, it happened. <laughs> it it had so much potential. It sounded like a great idea. And it actually and it still it up, Set up, like, well, a sequel but, didn't deliver on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Mystery Men, I remember, like, after all the Avengers movies got big, I was like, oh, Mystery Men was a parody of this, but it happened, like, way before. Yeah. So yeah. it, and I think Mystery Men kind of failed. Anyway, like, like, we can talk about it when it comes out, but oh, when we see it. But, like, that's a super interesting one, cause, especially because everybody was in it, yeah. like, down the road. You're like, oh, man, Ben Stiller and uh, Kel and, like, holy crap, Gene Groffalo and <laughs> William H. Macy. It's like, oh, yeah. the crap. Kangaroo slash dog men. It's a great movie. Uh, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I still love right, well, it. We you watch heard it here. all the time. Yep. Oh, nice. You heard it here. Next week, Mystery Men and some uh, updates because there will be some. I'm sure you know, there I, will be. Yeah. I, I want to throw this idea out there. And I guess if you guys don't like it, we can just edit it out. But it'd be interesting, One of these, since we're watching movies, if we watch one with like anybody that's listening and then either like... I don't know, maybe do like a Zoom chat or something or some audio chat. You know what I mean? Like with a handful of other people or something. Mm. That might be kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it might, it might be cool to get together with like a, with a Zoom chat kind of thing. I yeah. don't Yeah. I don't know how all those pieces work together because the podcast is pre-recorded. Yeah. We, we pre-recorded, but it would be like kind of a special thing. So either in addition to or, you know, like. So we're there listening to the podcast with them, you mean? No, no. I mean, like we like all of us decide to see a movie, but instead of just being me and you and Josh on our own times, like watching the movie and then doing this, everybody watches the movie at a set time. And then oh, at, like half an hour after it's over, call. we all get on Zoom. We're like, did you see this shit? Like, and <laughs> and then we just record it and then throw that out as a special thing or even just have it to talk to the whoever's listening here, you know, that wants to join in. Because now we have something that we're kind of all sharing together. And mm-hmm. we all we all like mean to like whenever we talk about a movie, you're like, okay, over the course of the week, we'll see it. And reality, what happens is an hour before the podcast recording, we all watch the movie. It's true. We're like, <laughs> and hey, then we we'll go see do it. it. Oh, we got to push the podcast back. It's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's fine because it's still fresh in our memories because yeah. I honestly don't know how much of this I would have remembered about Tank Girl. Nah, yeah, tomorrow. I try to take a little <laughs> bit of notes. <laughs> but yeah, no, Mystery Man sounds good. It is two hours and two minutes. Holy moly. That's longer than I remember. But yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Check out Yellow Spandex next week, and we'll see you later.